gentlemen and ladies, brothers and sisters, people, whoever you are and wherever you are, welcome to the Truth Prescription Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sekou Gavis, and each week I interview successful people from around the world and discuss how accepting the truth can propel your career and help you live a life of gusto and purpose. No mantras, no gimmicks, just the truth. So close your eyes and open your ears, and let's get into this. Come on. Yes, yes, yes. We are back. Episode number seven. Episode number seven. Coming, we've come a long way. Virginia Slims. <laughs> <laughs> I remember them. Remember that commercial? Yes. Come a long way, baby. <laughs> My guest today is uh, a very successful woman. Her name is Shanikia Loud. Um, she's done a lot in the healthcare industry at, at the tender age of? 38. Tender age of 38. 38. And um, we're going to get into it a little bit, but just a brief background on her. In uh, 2009, she started the Kenku Group. Um, but previous to that, she had two children by the age of 19. Yes. Um, it took her approximately two years to develop a business plan because she realized she wanted to do something. So she really took her time with it, started the Kenku Group. Mm-hmm. Um, the Kenku, as interesting, actually means uh, health or wholeness in Japanese. So I think it's very, very apropos yes. for, for health care. Um, We'll get into it, but as you know, often healthcare does not take a very wholesome uh, no. approach. No, <laughs> you know, and I'm I, and I'm just as guilty as anybody else. I'm, an, <laughs> you know, I'm an emergency physician. I'm the cleanup man. You right. know, after after it's already spilled. So she, you know, she became a uh, physician. She's a physician assistant by trade with a degree in uh, health administration. And the Kenku Group is really. Uh, I'm going to let you explain it a little bit more deeply. But my understanding of it is, it's a concierge medical practice that focuses on orthopedic care, corporate health. Um, and uh, what, what did you call it? You said uh, catastrophic care, yes. which, which you're going to explain to me because I thought that was interesting. Okay. And most recently, she's um, partnered with Madison Square Garden to be the, the first. Can I say that again? The first. Can you say the word the first? Can I mean, no, you say it? I don't know because... I, oh, uh, well, I do, you are the first. I, I think Female, so. Female entrepreneur of color to have a partnership uh, with Madison Square Garden yes. for healthcare. Yeah. I think that would be a first. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Let's, yeah. let's accept that. Let's, let's, We've accepted let's take it. it. We've in. embraced it. We've <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Exactly. Because it's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, we have um, a, a lot of great partnerships out there um, that we're probably the first of yeah. that we're going to talk about today that I'm yeah. excited about. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So... She's done those things. I always bring the people, uh, uh, successful individuals, mm-hmm. and of which you would, uh, you would be that. Yes. And, um, I'm still, I, it's still surreal, and I'm still embracing it. Right, right, right. So as you know, uh, we, we talked a little bit earlier, the whole uh, premise of this show, the truth prescription, is that all people, no matter what their industry is, have had to go through mm-hmm. and deal with certain truths. Yeah. And it's dealing with those truths that have allowed them to get past certain obstacles to be successful. Yes. So I know you've got a lot of uh, truth to tell. So let's, let's, let's talk about, let, maybe I'll let you choose. You want to do the personal or the professional first? We could do the personal. Okay. So we, let's talk about a personal truth, something that helped you. It, it might have been um, difficult. It might have been arduous. But going through it and actually dealing with it, looking at it in the face and saying, this thing... I'm dealing with you and I'm going to accept you. That helped you to move forward. What was that? Just talk about Becoming it. a mother at okay. a very tender age. Um, 19. Yeah. So it's funny because I tell this story often, but as of late, I've embraced the story okay. to really dig in deep as mm. to why it why it's so important to share the story. Yeah. Right? Right. So... It's just now this year that I'm actually saying out loud that I was traumatized. Wow, that's big. Okay. Um, because mental health is, is, is very important. Yeah. And prior to 2017, I never, ever said that becoming a mom 
at 17 with my first child mm. was traumatizing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I never identified it. So this year, I don't, I don't know what it was. I think I've just evolved in a different way over the past like 18 months yeah. that I finally said, these girls need help mm. because I didn't get any help. Yeah. And I was traumatized. Yeah. Not just mentally, but your body takes a change. I was just coming into my own. You know, I was a young girl. I was always a chubby young girl. Mm. And then, you know, middle school, I started becoming athletic. I played basketball. I was on the basketball team. <laughs> you know, I was running. Okay. And then, you know, high school, I was doing cross country running. Wow. And then I was still playing basketball. So I developed this amazing body okay and i could only live in that amazing body from seventh grade to like sophomore year 10th grade so oh. i only had four years yeah. to start really loving myself as a right. teenager right and then i started having sex and mm. i didn't even know what sex really was like i Orgasm, forget it. I found out about <laughs> orgasms after kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, yeah, this probably is... Probably a lot of women that can uh, relate. Yes. <laughs> so I, and I've come to, you know, find that of out course. too. Right. But it's like, I didn't even, I just thought that, okay, you had a boyfriend and he said, oh, we're supposed to have sex. So you just do it. Mm. I was, I was 16, 17 years yeah. old. So I didn't even enjoy it. And then yeah. it was like, I'm pregnant. Wow. So now my body's changing and I was in so I was in denial. I'm I was in denial, denial, denial and it just took me over and wow. I had to stop thinking about me because I had a baby on the way. Right. And I never thought about me after that. Mm. So, you know, I became a mom, 17, had this baby, then I turned around still just in a fog. <laughs> And I'm pregnant again, just same activities because I'm right. such in a fog, like mentally. Was this the same? Was this the same guy? Same father. Okay. And 19, here wow. I am, my second child. Wow. I literally had to go to night school to graduate from high school. You know, I, I quickly enrolled into college. You know, it was just, it, it was, my parents disconnected. They disconnected. Okay, so they were they were in they were in denial also. They were in denial also, <laughs> and they just said, "You know what? You're doing grown people stuff. You gotta manage grown people stuff." Mm. They didn't watch my children. They didn't wow. buy diapers. They did nothing. Not one doctor's mm. appointment. Double edged sword. Yep. Double edged sword. I was in you know labor and delivery with my son with literally just friends. My parents weren't there. My family. There was no family. Mm. And do you think they were embarrassed? Yes, my father worked. My father's an entrepreneur. He was a hustler. He was like the guy around town. You know, he he worked hard and he made himself very well known in our community because we were one of the only black successful families in Southwest Florida. And my father's clients came from this affluent island of Boca Grande. Okay. And, you know, these were some of the most successful, rich, generational rich families in America. Um, deriving from Maine, Vermont, the northern states, Massachusetts. Um, so he he was just like, how could you do this? Hmm. How could you do this? Hmm. And at the time, my you know children's father didn't have a desirable occupation, mm -hmm. you know, and, or was in college or anything like that. So it was like disappointment. And I'm the only girl. Okay. So it, yeah. it broke their hearts. So their their um their solution to it was just ignore it. Yep, ignore it. And let you kind of handle it on your own. Yeah, which and is, they did. Which is double-edged. The reason I say it's double-edged is because, you know, it taught you a, a, a great sense of responsibility, sense of responsibility. and individualism. Absolutely. Um, and at the same time, it hurts. It hurt. Yeah. And it really, it damaged our relationship. Oh, hell yeah. You know, so it was just like, not only was I dealing with, you know, just... I'm a teenager having children, running after children, taking care of children, trying to figure out what was going to be my next step. How am I going to feed these children? You know, and then my body is just not what I wanted it to be at that mm. age. Okay. And for a woman, you know, you're developing and you want to live life. And it's yeah. like, this is, 
I was, I, it, it just took me away, but I didn't realize the damage it did until now. Until now. So the truth, the truth for your personal was, sounds like you had to accept you'd been traumatized. Yeah. And that just happened. When did that happen? When did this you accept year? that? This I, year? I, well, within the past about 12, 12 months, 18 months, I just embraced that. Embraced it. 2016 was a rough year for me. Did you go through a healing process when you accepted that, you know, there had been a... Yes. Okay. Um, I went through the healing process, but it wasn't easy, my healing process, (laughs) you know, because now, you know, 2016 was like, not only was I going through stuff with my my business, Mm -hmm. my business was taking a, a turn. I was going through stuff personally. Okay. And I was identifying things, people, certain things that I didn't <laughs> need in my life and things that I do need in my life. Right. And then I started getting confused by intentions. Okay. And, you know, I'm I'm someone that gives. I, first thing first, anybody ask, I'm loyal. Okay. You yeah. know, yeah. that's an attribute that friends and family have said over the years that always stuck. Like, you're you're one of the most loyal people I know. Right. So I found myself getting just stretched so thin hmm. by people. Yeah. Yeah. That I just had to say, wait a minute, I'm stop. Let's go back to where this started. <laughs> and it started <laughs> like seventeen. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I just would do so much. I would give myself so much to yeah. other people. Wow. And it just hit me. It, it, it hit yeah, me. It so I'm yeah. in the middle of, you know, just evolving, you know, professionally. Yeah. My business is taking a totally different turn than what I've expected. Yes. My children are amazing. They're budding into these amazing entrepreneurs themselves. Wow. And I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. Where am I right now? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, speak, speaking about your business, let's transition over to the, to the professional. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's so interesting. You 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 started the business in 2009. Right. <laughs> and it's only 2017. Right. Right? It's, it hasn't even been 10 years. It hasn't been 10 years. And the amount of growth and the things that you have done in that time frame. Um, Unbelievable. Which is it's just amazing. Can you identify something that, you know, a lesson or some truth that you that you gleaned? Um, so many. Oh man! <laughs> give, us, give us, give us, a good one. Give us an impactful one. Something that to, to help the people. Know who your inner circle is. Mm. Know who your supporters are. Preach. Okay. Um, Preach. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry, people. That that horn in the background. We are in Harlem. Yeah, we in. And uh, you know, Harlem. it's got to deal with um, it. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Yes, uptown. So, you know. One that that was probably one of the biggest things. Like I, I thought that in two thousand and nine when I started the business, we were we were still in a recession in the United States of America. Mm, okay. So right. it was like, yeah. yeah, we're still in a recession, right? And everybody was like, What are you doing? <laughs> like, what? You're gonna quit your job? You have a salary. Yeah. And I had a, a very decent salary. So it's like you're quitting your job to do what? And what, what were you working at that time? So at that time, I was working for a national uh, organization called Bright Star Care. Okay. Um, it was the first office in New York. And of course, it had to be New York City. So okay. I was operations. I was the COO. Didn't start at COO level, but worked my way up to that. Sure. So, um, so I you, was, you, hadn't, you hadn't become a PA yet. You weren't a physician assistant yet. That I, came I later. Was, yeah, that came later. Okay. All so right, sorry, I, was, I had just, you know, I was, I was grinding my way through. That just came from my administrative, you know, background. So I was just grinding my way through and... You know, I was like, I can't, I, I can't do this mm. because what, how I wanted to run the company and the things that I brought to the table, they began to become, you know, like an interference with corporate America. And it's like, okay, there's still a bureaucracy there, especially in healthcare. So it's like, all right, I had to take a step away. So, you know, in 2009, when I decided to make that step, I thought I was going to have the support of the masses. <laughs> I thought everybody was going to be excited, ecstatic for me. And they're just looking at me like, you have two kids. 
You know, one's still in elementary, one's yeah. going into junior high. What are you doing? Now, this is this. These are your business affiliate folks. Business or this is affiliates, family? family, friends. Wow, you'd be surprised how many people turn their back on me during oh, that. I'm not surprised. Particular time when I needed support. You giving people an anxiety attack? Yeah. What are you talking? About? Leaving your job? Are you crazy? That means we're gonna have to help you. <laughs> <laughs> or not even that. I think. I think inside, you know. The entrepreneur, the idea of being an entrepreneur is something that's so freeing, and I think yeah. inside people know that, but it's also extremely scary. So yeah. you're giving people an anxiety attack when you're talking to them about leaving their comfort circle. You're talking to them about leaving your comfort circle, but they're looking at their own selves like, "Well, shit, what if I left my job? Like, right. that would be crazy. Could I exactly. do that? How am I going to feed? They, yeah. they have all these thoughts, and they're looking at me, this four foot eleven little girl with this, <laughs> you know, you know, a high pitched voice, and they're like, "Are you sure you're going to be able to do this?" And yeah, I was ready. So it was like doing that. And then it just kind of started to help me look at who's around me. Okay. And I knew, you know, I'm very, I'm very aware of self. I'm very aware of, you know, my environment. So I, I was looking at the folks around me mm-hmm. and I knew who to keep at bay. It sounds, it sounds crazy. And if anybody's mm-hmm. listened to this, so, you know, close to me, they know. They but, know. Um, oh, I know. I would keep them at bay. You know, like, okay, I know I could go to this person for this. I could talk to this person for that. But when the business started to grow quickly and the money started to come. Sure. Life changed. So it was like, now I'm not, I'm, I'm not reachable to them. So to speak. Right. Right. So I'm not reachable and, oh, you know, I'm too good now. (laughs) And, you know, I went through that whole phase. Right. So, oh, you got a new car. You don't live over here anymore. Right. Like now, now I'm removed. Right. Now I don't know what it's like. Think you special. High sedity. Yes. Right. (laughs) So it's like, okay, I see what's going on here. Um, But what I've always reminded people was let me let me do it first. Because if I do it, I could always come back and get you. Right. And then we could go together. Right. You know what I mean? And for some reason, that concept just doesn't stick. Hmm. Because it's like, if I have the ability to lead, let me lead. Yeah. And then if I have the ability after I make a certain amount or I get to a place of stability. Yeah. We're all going to be good. Right. We're all going to eat. Yeah. We're all going to be good. Yeah. You know, let me break down these barriers. I'm fine doing that. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I'm comfortable in my skin. I don't care who likes me, who doesn't like me. I don't care who says, oh, you're rude or you're a bitch or whatever. It's business. Nobody says that about you know? Shanikia. Come oh. on. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's like I just was like, listen, you, you, you're either here or you're not. And if you're not with me, I'm leaving you. It's an interesting point because... Right. How do you deal with somebody who's a naysayer in your circle, but part of your permanent circle? Right. Because you have some people that you may be in a it may be a relationship, like yeah. a, a relationship with a with a with, you know a, a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband. Right. Um. It could be a mom or a dad. You know, I've yeah. had, for me personally, I've had plenty of people super close to me be naysayers about right. things that I wanted to do. I for me, I may not handle it like most. Okay. I'm very quiet. I'm very silent. Okay. Um, I'm a very personal person. You know, a very personal, private person. Mm-hmm. So I handle my trials and tribulations unlike many. Okay. I will go through it myself and try to resolve it myself. Because I know, honestly, you have to identify your circle, right? So I Absolutely. know within my circle who can handle what and who can't. <laughs> so I know if I come to you and tell you my issue, what is it really going to do for the both of us? It's only going to make you maybe sad or, you know, you're going to be worried, you know, and I don't need that. Right. I just need to identify the issue, solve the issue and move forward. You know what I mean? Okay. So it's like I don't handle it like many. So even if you're in my circle and you're a naysayer, so to speak. Right. I'm not talking. Okay. You're not going to know not one thing. Right. They're going to hear about it. Yeah. But they may, you, they they may, may hear not, about right, it, right. but they're not going to find the truth <clears throat> because I need to get through it and I don't need it with negativity. Correct. 
Correct. I don't need to hear, oh, you should have did, or oh, you should have <laughs> done, or oh, why right, didn't why you? Why did you, right? That's that's it's gone. crazy, man. People don't understand. People that are not risk takers, they don't understand. And part of the they process, don't understand. part of the process is making mistakes. Absolutely. Part of the process is making wrong right. decisions. Right. They don't get that. They don't get it. So <laughs> I say that all the time, right? Because I still have friends and, and acquaintances where they're just like, oh, you know, just that. Like they just don't get it. If I share yeah. something, they're still stuck in that place. And I'm yeah. like, you're never gonna understand. You know what? When uh, when they're sitting by the poolside at your house in the Hamptons, they'll understand. Right? They'll understand. <laughs> or you know, it, and it's crazy because a lot of them now, you know, friends that I brought on, oh, they're just like, I I didn't think it was gonna be this, you know. And I tell you, again, this past year, 2016, early 2017, been some of the most trying times I've had professionally, you know, in business, mm-hmm. um, personally. So it's like today I stand and I look around me and it gave me yet another look as oh, to who's who, what's right, what, right? you know, and deeper. it's hard deeper to look. embrace that. It's it's hard sometimes, especially at this age, you know, it's, it's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow. Absolutely. It so. is. All right. So... Got to know truth who your num- inner truth, circle truth, is. Truth number two, make sure you know who your inner circle is. Yeah. And I think the other point was you know, make sure you're surrounded with, with, with you know, positivity. If yeah. You, if you can. You have and, to surround yourself you with positivity. Then you got to manage the best way you can. But yeah. keep pushing forward. Absolutely. You right. cannot let others uh, influence who you are and what you do. All right. Excellent, Tay. <laughs> That's some Spanish for excellent, if you don't know. Um, <laughs> let's, um, <laughs> let's jump into some questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk a little bit about a, about Kenku and what makes it unique. Mm, Kenku. So, of course, um, you know, the name itself makes it unique. Yeah. Uh, wholesome. Uh, pure. Um, I Healthcare has been a gift and a curse to me. Mm. Um. I always say, you know, it was something that wasn't talked about in my home. Good health, wealth, that wasn't talked about. Um, And I've been unfortunately faced with a lot of loss Hmm. uh, due to health conditions. And one of the most traumatizing pieces was my son being diagnosed with diabetes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people hear the word diabetes and they just think, okay, you know. You gotta right. keep your sugar take good, some pills, you know. Take you know. some pills. I don't right. know, um, but you know, my son is a type one diabetic. Yes. His pancreas does not work at all. It stopped yeah. working when he was six years old, mm-hmm. and I, you know, that was just another experience for me. That was like it winded me. Yeah, um, I lost my long, my 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 long, <laughs> mm. my my childhood best friend. Mm. She had cancer. Wow. And she's the only one today, my longest uh, friend, family, family. You know, we raised our kids together, same house, lived together. You know, those are my godchildren. Yeah. She's my uh, children's godmother. And um, that, was tra- that was hard. That was, that was another trauma. That was hard. Yeah. So, you know, healthcare has been something that's just, has just winded me. And then for a long time, I stepped away from wanting to, study medicine, practice medicine, anything. And I said, okay, there has to be a change. Yeah. You know, I can't run from it. I don't want to run from the, you know, it's just like, okay, wipe those tears away and and keep going. Mm -hmm. So when I designed the Kenku group, I designed it with- Your two-year business plan. Yeah, it took two (laughs) years, seriously. It was the longest, uh, I mean, I see people do business plans in six months and it took me two years. Six months, about two hours. (laughs) (laughs) It took me two years, yes, two years to write this business plan. And it was just because I wanted it to be right. You know, I wanted to focus on everything that hurt me, everything that I felt when when my son was diagnosed. And I know for a lot of families, healthcare is a monopoly. Yeah. Like you just like if you don't understand it, you're just never going to understand it. Right. So I built it just basically one off of advocacy, like speak up. You know, tell tell your, your practitioners how you're feeling. Tell your clinical providers, this is how I feel. This is how I felt. This is what's going on with myself. Mm. And then ask questions. I think a, a lot of times, especially in the African-American Latino community, 
it's hard to understand. There's still these barriers, yeah. you know, lack of e- education, lack of know-how, you know, experience. So we we tend to not ask questions. I've seen it with my parents and family members, friends, and I wanted to change that. Yeah. But going into the business, I knew that that type of outreach I couldn't I couldn't grasp yet. I I couldn't go out and get it because that's more grassroots. That's more nonprofit work, you yeah. know, educating the community. So I I I always was told that there's just something welcoming about me hmm. and comfort and mm-hmm. safety. Yeah. So I said I want to work with families one on one. I want to work with individuals one on one. And insurance won't allow me to do that. So Right. Go around the insurance company. Yeah. I said let me go around this and it started with one client, mm-hmm. one amazing client. Um, he is not in New York anymore. And I thank him every day. His family is very affluent and uh, he had a very unusual circumstance. And this young man, I didn't think was going to make it after six months being Mm. in my hands, in my care. And he did. Wow. And he's living today. We text, we talk. Um, He's amazing. But it, it took that one instance that what, said what was his medical condition if you can oh, say he's um I, I, I could tell you now that he has literally flatlined i think maybe about six six or seven times mm. in his life Sheesh. um he has a very unusual um breathing condition that allows him to use an external ventilator i think he only has one he has one of two in the entire country that's built it's a shell okay. that he wears and, um, you know, just going outside for a stroll can literally just yeah, take go him wrong. Out, take them out, yeah. Um, so, you know, it was that experience and just walking the family through, you know, the insurance pieces and things that weren't going to be covered and were going to be covered and just how do we get this done and just really coordinating his medical care. Okay. You know, and helping them understand this is reality. This is not what you see. Don't pick up the insurance and just take what they're telling you as, you know, gold. Because right. they're not going to do it. <laughs> you they know, don't care. half of the people they that are answering care. that phone don't even understand who they work for. So, mm. you know, um, it, it, it started off like that. I just want to be more of a resource. I want them to understand, like, there's really people behind the scenes that care. And I'm going to give you that time you need and deserve. And I'm going to answer your phone call. You know, okay. it gets a little busy, but I'm going to get back to you. I'm going to sit in your home and talk to your family. And yeah. I'm going to go through, uh, you know, loss with you should we experience loss. I'm going to yeah. hold your hand through it. I'm going to, you know. So it's it's a challenge, you know, especially when you're newly diagnosed with a chronic illness or condition that's, you know, in your mind, it's not going away. Yeah. What do I do next? Yeah. Right. So that's what this this company was built off of. And then just over the time, it it just took a whole new turn. Like I just kept popping up more ideas, different things. I love sports. How am I going to get back, you know, into working with sports and, and, and helping young athletes understand how important their health care is? Because this is their career. They need their career um, in order. They need their health in order to be able to work. Right. You know, Correct. like that's that that's just it. And it's interesting because often they're in relationships with these lawyers and these agents and huh. these uh, managers that, you know, it's a uh, it's not a, it's not a great relationship. It's, it, you know, it's a conflict of interest. Yes. Because you got to play. <laughs> exactly. You got to I mean, play. They're, they're vested. You know, they're not really vested in them. They're vested in what they can do for them. Right. So it's like if they suffer an injury, it's oh. You know, okay, let's get you fixed up. Right. And then it's like, all right, how how long, Doc? Right. You know, that's the first question. Like, how long? What are we looking like here? Yeah. So, and even for them, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of, you know, young professional athletes and even our vets that don't understand how injury impacts their future. It's okay. trauma. Yeah. Any, any, anything in sports, I'm sorry, it's trauma. It's yeah. emergency. Even right? if it's a micro trauma. Yeah. It's, it's trauma. It's trauma. Yeah. So it's going to have its side effects. Okay. And, you know, look at Steve Kerr. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, heartbreaker. Yeah. That's, you know, that's tough. Yeah, he literally tough. couldn't coach. Yeah. Couldn't make it to the arena to coach. Yeah. Because of the pain level. I wonder if that was something that 
you know, I don't know if it, if it was something that was um, happened when he was a player. Yeah. Was an injury from then, or yeah. was something that happened later on? But I think he, yeah. I think he vocalized that it was something that happened during his career. During his career, okay. And um, you know, anything with the spine, I tell people, every organ lives off that spine. Your spine, <laughs> your spine is life. So you know, if you can't get out of bed to walk make it to the arena, sit on the sideline in those little stiff chairs, you know, just imagine, <laughs> yeah. you know, and he's talking about, you know, how medical marijuana has helped him and, yeah. you know, there's just the pain and the agony he's going through. It, it, it's his story needs to be talked about a little bit more. Yeah. You know, um, I would, I would love to do that, but it, he has one of the, the realest truths right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. I don't know how he does it. Yeah. All right. Um, question number two. Mm-hmm. So what do you look for in new hires? You know, how do you ensure that they're in line with the Kenku vision? <sighs> okay. So one aspect of our business is being able to f- provide homemakers or home health aids in the homes with some of our clients. And I, I could tell you that's one of the biggest challenges I've had over it's the years. Be. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Because unfortunately in that space, you're not going to get some of the most, and it's sad to say this, but you're not going to get individuals that are, that have worldly knowledge or um, they may not have a certain etiquette or, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, it's a challenge, you know. Um, so being able to to match them with a senior citizen or you know so and so's mom, it, it's it, it that's been one of the biggest challenges. And I don't think you know any company that provides that type of care will get it right. Can you give me an example of a situation that happened where you I've are had, not uh, you were not pleased with the I've, outcome? I've had one of my 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 staff members marry a client. Oh my goodness. Um, I've had, (laughs) you know, I've had one of my staff members get caught in a sexual act by another staff member. So, you know, imagine, (laughs) you know, we see it all. And and when I tell these stories, people are like, what? You know, you're lying. But no, I'm I'm not. Um, So that's one of the hardest things. So, yeah. My friends are like, what are you doing today? She's like, I'm going to work. Yeah, I'm going to work. Work is the place to be. I'm, I'm working. Yes. I'm working it. Because the uh, the, the mm. other part of my business is, is that these individuals that I'm placing these, the you know, my staff members with these this particular group of employees, these patients or these clients are looking at multi-million dollar loss settlements from I injury. See. I see. So, you know, it's usually a traumatic injury of the spine, paralysis, quadriplegics. So you're just like, you know, a woman that's 25 years old, you're young. Yeah. You fell in love and it can happen. You fell in love with a quadriplegic or paraplegic because you're with them every day. But the attorneys and the judges are looking at me like, do you really think this is real? Hmm. And looking at you, like, what kind of people are you providing? Exactly. Is this a call service or and is they this don't a realize, healthcare service? Right. They don't realize how damaging, you know, what all the work I have to go back and put into just justifying these behaviors, right? Yeah. Or these instances. It's like, come on, guys. Like, where do we lose sight? But, you know, for my upper clinical staff, I look at, I ask them why they're here. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why are you nurses, RNs? Um, LPNs, I asked them, you know, why did you jump into this industry? Mm-hmm. What about it makes you want to be here? That's yeah. one of our first questions. Like, you know, do you love your job? Yeah. Um, because I want authentic. Yeah. People. I want authenticity. That's a big deal for me because I love it. Yeah. So if you don't it's, like it, it's, it's we don't it, mesh. It's interesting because going back to, you know, when I asked you what makes Kinku unique and you're like, you know, it starts with the name. That's a big that, that's a big thing for for people to to understand when mm-hmm. they come here. Yeah. You know, they need to focus on this yeah. is about, you know, being Pull up old. the website, look yeah. at that first, you know, page. Yeah. And ask yourself if that's where you want to be. Right. right. You know. Okay. 
Uh, okay, next question. Mm-hmm. How do your children handle your entrepreneurial endeavors mm-hmm. in terms of the time they needed versus the time you had to give given your many responsibilities? Oh, man. You know, my kids are like, you know, every parent's going to be like, oh, my kids are the best. Right? <laughs> of course. That's what we're supposed to say. Of course. Um, As I sit in this office and see pictures galore from all over the wall. <laughs> yeah, they, I, I, I never say that they're the best. Okay. Because they're still growing. They're still learning. Yeah. Right? But they are amazing. Mm. And they, you know, we, it's funny. I had an event with my daughter this past weekend. And one of the things she says is, you know, we grew up together. Mm. That's deep. We grew up together. You know, we're going through this together. And, it, and I literally have a text message saying that, like, anything for you, mom, we're, we're, go, we're going through this together. Wow. You know, we're talking about boys and stuff like that. So, you know, it's like they didn't have to endure all that they've endured for us to be at this level. So I'm so grateful for them because I constantly talk to my children. That was, that's, that's something that makes our bond so strong. I never treated them like they were just my children, like peons or, Mm -hmm. Oh, you do what mommy says. You know, I never talked at them. I talked to them, you know? So I, my philosophy on just, parenting is so different that I help them understand choices. You know, oh, yeah. life is about choices. 100%. So I said to them, yeah, I said to them, this is my choice and I need you guys to step up and be strong for me yeah. because there's going to be late nights. There's going to be days when, you know, you may not see mommy before you go to bed. Yeah. You know, and yeah, you might have dinner at 11 o'clock at night, but you're going to get fed. <laughs> right. You know, there was one, I have a sad story. There's one time my son came upstairs one, one night and he said, Mommy, you know, Nia's really cold when she's coming home from school because her coat doesn't work anymore. And I gave <laughs> her mine. Work. Yeah. He said, so I give her mine, but now I'm cold. Wow. And he Indeed. said, I just wanted you to know. And it broke my heart. I said, get dressed, get dressed. So I get, dre- I get them dressed and I go out and it was probably like eight o'clock, eight thirty. We go to the mall. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, no, my kids have to have the coats. And I yeah. felt so guilty because I'm like, how did I not recognize her coat was just too small anyway? You know, because yeah. it's like yeah. the hustle and bustle. So that was him saying was broke. It was because yeah. it was too small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kids, I love like kids. she's cold. Like we need, kids. we need something thicker. Her coat was broke. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm like, all right. And I just said, oh. you know, sometimes you got to get a reality check. Yeah. And that was one of my reality checks. And it's just like over time, they have grown to understand like this is our lifestyle. And mm. then, of course, as the business grew, financially, our lives changed. Yeah. And we constantly stepped up out of different neighborhoods because of okay. that. Got it. So then, you know, most recently with some newer projects that I'm working on, I've had to tell them like, you know, it's, it's a different notoriety now. And it's going to change even more over time. And I'm going to need you guys to understand that. And then you, too, are going to need to think about your inner circles. Oh, right. 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 Because you know? they're close to you. So right. the people that are close to them. Right. Right. They so have to be careful. Now about. I had to give them a different perspective. Yeah. Like, OK, this is changing. Yeah. And it's going to continue to change. And I need you guys to understand that. Yeah. So we literally hanging out courtside with Mello, you know, (laughs) we literally grew up going through this. Yeah. They're in the suite and they're just like, right. Yeah. Life. Yeah. You know, yeah. They're going to concerts. They're doing things. And it's just like, you know, this is just what we do. They recently started traveling, you know, Mm. on their own and, you know, having their own vacations. So it's like, you know, We've been doing this for a while, but it's like we literally some days stop and say we've been we've been doing this for a while. Okay, you know. So it sounds like they've been very understanding. Yeah, and they've had sort of a trial by fire experience. Absolutely, and they've stepped up to the plate always. All right. So I'm grateful for them. I'm grateful. There's never been a day like we want you not to do this anymore. Okay. Never. Okay. So this question, I, I actually. This is, this is for the listener and it's for myself as well, since, you know, we may be working together. Yes. Um, how is it being the co-founder of a healthcare-focused business, you know, with someone who is not a healthcare provider? 
mm. your your partner mm-hmm. um, is not involved in healthcare, doesn't know anything about healthcare. Yeah. So how is that? You know, because you're you're the ship that's steering. You're the captain that's steering the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, he has a, an important role in it as well. Yeah, it's a challenge. Um, okay. It's definitely a big, big challenge of ours. Um, my partner is in the world of finance. Right. And um, for him, it's just numbers. <laughs> you know, like the numbers got to be right. It has to make sense. Yeah. For me, it's like my heart, you know. And early on, you know, you you really in business period you got to take emotion out of it right so mm. there's a there's a time when it switches on and off for me like i have to you know i have to put my heart my all into this and then i got to know be diligent and and strong and militant in a sense cuz i got to make a business decision mm-hmm. um so we have two different viewpoints especially even not even so much from a healthcare perspective but from an entrepreneurial perspective we we, we're just totally two different people there Mm. so it is challenging but communication is key okay i you know we have to communicate and we stumble we don't fall but we stumble okay and we have to correct you know those points and and communicate and talk about like why we can't do this and i think for him some of the laws and the bureaucracy behind healthcare is a challenge for him because mm-hmm. if we were just, you know, selling lollipops out of a yeah. candy store, yeah, it's like I could do whatever I want. Yeah. Be completely different. You know? So, um, that's his, that, that's one of the bigger challenges. Okay. That's one of the bigger challenges. Okay. All right. Um, so your name. Shanikia. Shanikia, right? Mm-hmm. It's a very ethnic name. You think so? Yeah. So it's ethnic. It's yeah. ethnic. And you are now um, traversing some very, uh, we'll say, uh, not ethnic, non-ethnic waters. Yes. In in your uh, MSG and some of the other stuff, we'll, Madison Square Garden and some of the other stuff we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. I, I, I listened to an interview you did in 2015 and you were saying that you were sort of struggling with yeah. being the face of the company, yeah. particularly given the name and, you know, you were a woman and you didn't think anybody would take you seriously. Yeah. At what point did you fully embrace, I'm Shanikia and I'm, and I'm running this and, you know, mm. I'm, I'm going to be the, 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 the forefront of this and it's going to be successful. That kind of, at what point in the journey did that happen? To be honest with you, it just recently happened. Probably right. about a year ago. All right. You heard it here first on the true prescription. Yeah. Um, it, it, it just happened like a year ago. Like, mm. you know, it's sad. Did it, did it, did it, was it in conjunction with accepting that there was a trauma? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's the thing about life, man. When, when things get exposed, they get exposed everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> you know, in so, all aspects. Yeah. So, you know, while I was going through just trying to figure out what, what's, what, how did all of this happen? Yeah. Um, that's when I said, you know what? This is my shit. I yeah. did this. Yeah. Like, we haven't... We, we, we stumble. We go through it. The waves get thick. Sure. But... It, it it even out. It, yeah. it, it it evens out. Yeah. You know, we still we ride the waves and then it calms. Yeah. And um yeah, when I realized that, you know, I embraced the trauma of my past is when I said, you know, this this is who I am and this is what I'm about to do. Mm. And I'm about to really, really reshape, you know, healthcare just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Because okay. the things that I have, that I'm building, that I'm working on, you know, I don't think anybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was, it was just this past just year. Just recently. Yeah. Okay. That's great because that segues into my last question, which yes. is, you know, you, uh, I'm not sure what year, but I know you opened up an office in Florida. Yeah, 2013. Baltimore. Baltimore, 2015. And Atlanta. It's right now. Just recent. And I'm going to Toronto. And you're going to Toronto. So we get yep. some international uh, expansion. Yeah. And now you got the MSG partnership, which you're, talk, which you're, which you're talking about. And yep. now we're going to talk about what's next for Kenku. Okay. So uh, I am about to, I'm, I'm working on breaking a barrier in um, international medicine. Um, one of the 
newest projects I'm working on and and that partner is you know is embracing this to the fullest um is plastic surgery. Plastic okay. surgery is happening a lot in you know international waters. Yeah, in Latin America. Yeah. DR, so Dominican Brazil. Republic, Brazil, yeah. Colombia. Girls yeah. are literally yeah, booking flights and heading out to have plastic surgery done. What is the what is the the cut? Is it like 50% cheaper, 75% cheaper? Like how much cheaper is it? Like up to 75% cheaper. That's crazy. crazy. Yeah, I wonder what their what their post surgical infection rate is. <laughs> now here we go. <laughs> and you know, death rate um, unfortunately, Death? damn. Death. So I was just making a joke. I, I mean, I'm sure no. the post surgical infection rate is high, but no, no, people are dying. People are dying. Damn. And you know, people die in America every day from you know different medical illnesses and things, and even in surgery. You know, surgery is just just that. You know, you could it, it's it's a it's a risk, right? But what's happening? overseas is that you know these girls will go and they'll get these amazing bodacious bodies come back to the states and then something you know they may get a post-surgical infection Hmm. and nobody wants to treat them right because they didn't do the surgery right exactly and so we're just supposed to let them die (laughs) you know like what (laughs) you literally just turn them away yeah so I have, you know, I'm working on a partnership with a consulting firm here in the United States, in Maryland. This young lady is very known on social media for connecting young ladies with providers in these countries. She has relationships. Okay. And, um, you know, talking to them, they want help. They want to say, okay, once they're leave here we want somebody in the u.s to help them yeah you know why are we being shunned just because in our country the dollar is different yeah they're still providers since when did we divide and conquer against each other like when did that happen when why is this happening and a majority of the women that are going overseas to do this are african-american latino women Mm. you know and it's like come on we can't we can't lose them. Unfortunately, in New York City, uh, a week ago, you know, we lost a young lady in the Bronx, twenty five years old, two children. Sheesh. She came back, and they think that you know she had a PE, and wow. she was literally trying to drain her sights herself because she would go to the doctor and nobody would help her. Yeah, you know, so it's like, all right, yes. It's it's cheaper to go overseas, but w- women are going to continue going. <laughs> They're going to continue going. We can't stop right, it. Right. So let's help it. Yeah. You know, and working with a, a group of providers, a school that I trained with um, and working with this particular consulting group, we want to be able to give these women the opportunity to come back to the States and get taken care of. Yeah. Um, it's cosmetic surgery. It's plastic surgery. So, you know, it's 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 not insurance Covered. Yes, it's it's not insurance yeah. based, but we're working out, you know, details to be able to, you know, incorporate this into their costs, okay. um, pre and post. Got to do the pre op, sure, and a mental health evaluation. Mm. So we're building a, an amazing program. Um, this particular practice or this particular consulting firm are doing like a hundred consults a month, you know, with women going overseas. One hundred. One hundred. And it's like, man, you know, so how how could we not? How could we not? Right. Right. And, and it sounds like they're trying to do the right thing. Yeah. yeah. And they even, you know, the doctors themselves are like, you know, we'll even accept training. We want to know about all the things that are going on in the U.S. Yeah. You know, because maybe we're doing something wrong here, you know, so. I'm all about breaking down barriers. Yeah. You know, it's healthcare. It's business at the end of the day. There's business for everybody, but this is healthcare. We should not be losing lives because you don't want to treat this young lady because she went international to have the surgery. No, yeah. I'm not doing that. Okay. So what, and just, so that's, that's something that's you're one. working on. That's great. Yeah. Um, we've been mentioning it throughout, but we didn't, we haven't really 
described it in detail. Just talk a little bit about the partnership with Madison Square Garden yes. and, and what it entails. So um, my my partnership with Madison Square Garden came about uh, through my communications manager. Um, I told her what I wanted to do in sports, and I created this program called Health and Wealth. And this program was to help professional athletes understand how important it was to be healthy, mm-hmm. not just get a physical, you know, um, not just run up and down a court and say you're healthy. Um, it was about, you know, understanding your body after traumatic injury. And then even before that being preventive, yeah. not just for them, but for their families, because these young men, they bring, you know, entire neighborhoods with them once they become successful sometimes, mm. you know? So it's like, okay, understand your body, help your family, understand, you know, what could happen. And then more importantly, what are you doing with the money? You know, mm. how many stories do we have as successful athletes that today don't have? Too many. You know, not everybody's a, a successful Kobe Bryant or LeBron James. Magic Johnson. You know, Magic Johnson. Yeah. You know, Michael Jordan. Not everybody is one of these athletes that have you know, a phenomenal team behind them to help them from, you know, from a business standpoint, what to do financially. So I wanted them to be able to understand and be able to give them, you know, the resources to do better. Okay. Um, So that's how that came about, just pushing this program. And we, we spoke with, you know, some of the account managers and sales folks over at Madison Square Garden, they thought it was amazing. And they looked at our EPKs and all of these things and, and said that this is an absolutely good thing that you're doing. We're not Chase. We're not, you know, <laughs> JetBlue. We're <laughs> not Bank of America. You know, yeah. we're not those big brands. Right. But we were able to be able to come in and, and do, you know, good things. We did a youth development day with Alan Houston and I was told this was the first time he's ever used an outside partner Mm. for any of his clinics. And, you know, that right there was just amazing. Um, And being able to have that resource and then, you know, carry it into the teams that, that, that run through Madison Square Garden, you know, you have the Liberty and you have the Knicks itself and, and being able to be a voice you know, just from a different perspective. And they have an amazing partnership with Hospital for Special Surgery. And sure. that team, you know, that hospital, you're never going to touch that, you know, in, in a sense that it's known for what they've done. Internationally known. Internationally yeah. known. People yeah. travel here to be seen there. So I, I'm not looking to do what they do. I'm just looking to help the players understand the key importance of knowing yourself knowing your body taking care of yourself it's not just from an orthopedic standpoint you yeah. know you got hospital for special surgery to do that right but you know we see you know athletes being promiscuous you know mm-hmm. and, and engaging they in sexual that? activity no. that yeah no, that. like come on oh I'm my gosh about the i like know <laughs> you know but we see them you know actually doing these things and you know who do they have to talk to you know who do they have to say okay this happened last well, night hopefully you send the right uh, 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 ma over there so they don't uh, <laughs> engage in any activities <laughs> right <laughs> talk about right. a 60 uh, year old uh, par- paraplegic you got a 22 year old with all that. his full faculties yes. so you know we gotta you know we want to be able to help we'll them and their families yeah gotta yeah. be yeah. Um, we want to be able to help them and their families understand the true importance um and you know i'm not trying to stomp on anybody's business or parade i just come from you know from an authentic just individual space yeah um so i'm hoping that it continues to do what it's doing this was our first year i'm looking forward to many more okay um i'm excited you know um and then just you know some of the other things i i recently uh become became an educator so okay. i'm going to be teaching okay um, all right i'm excited about that so all of these things have so much impact but i wouldn't have been able to 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 break barriers without that type of partnership like okay. you know right now i'm i'm literally knocking down barriers because absolutely it's this, a first we said piece. it before it's a first yeah it sounds like it's 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 it's, it's very advocacy based kind of what we talked about earlier yeah. it's very yeah. 
you're, you're trying to, you want to be an advocate for the athletes. Right. And then I just want to move into the space where it's okay, where you, you know, you can, again, you can have your orthopedic surgeons, you need them, but what about your primary care providers? What about right. your emergency medicine providers? What yeah. about, you know, just, um, health advisors, you know, call yeah. up, get some one, two, three information for family. You sure. know, we want to be that. That's where Got we want to support. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Well, comprehensive. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's uh, jump into our favorite part of the Yes, I'm show. excited about this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a little nervous, but I'm excited about it. I want to hear. Yes or BS. Yes. yes so you know BS. how it goes. I'm going to yes. make a statement. <laughs> and uh, you okay. have an opportunity to agree or disagree. All right, let's do it. But I'm going to ask you to, to, to play the, you know, follow the rules. I want you to hear the words <laughs> yes or the words BS. A lot of my guests, they just be like, no. Yeah, I like that. Like right. that's not what so, I asked. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it. I'm, the, I'm the first woman on the show. No, you're the, you're the second, the second woman. woman. You're the second woman on okay, the show. So I'm the second woman on the show. Yes. And I'm gonna be totally, totally yes or BS. Okay, I appreciate that. Okay, let's All right. do it. Number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Carmelo Anthony is going to L.A. BS. <laughs> BS. All right. Listen, I don't know when this show is going to air, but we'll see. <laughs> we shall see. Come on, Mello. He's. Come on. Red Hook. All right. Number two. Mm-hmm. Being a CEO is easier than being a mom. BS. <laughs> mom, being a mom. Oh, man. No, BS. Yes, okay. Yeah. You don't you don't want to expound or you just you good with You know, you being a mom with... is a is a around the clock. I'm a CEO around the clock, but being a mom, there's so many components to that. You know, you're going through life trials. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Being a CEO is nothing compared to being a mother. Nothing. All right. I know your favorite your favorite term is mompreneur. You oh. love that term. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm actually doing a blog on that. Okay, all right. Um, number three. Mm-hmm. Women are better than men in business. Yes. Tell me why. Um, we have the ability to turn it on and turn it off uh, in terms of emotion. Mm-hmm. We are thinkers in a sense. You do? Yeah. Okay. Um, a g- well, I, get, I, I should say a good woman, right? Okay. Uh, we're thinkers. We're 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 analytical, mm-hmm. which is why we run the house. Mm. Women are known for running the house. They are known for that. Yes. You know, we keep our men where they need to be. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they oh need goodness. us. Yeah, my wife's gonna love this. Yeah, we keep them. We keep them where they need to be. You know, they they seek us because listen, <laughs> behind every wonderful man, absolutely, right, absolutely, and think about that statement, absolutely. For me, you know, it's woman. alongside. We're alongside each other, yeah. so for every true king to really emerge and be that, even in history, the woman is behind them. So yes, the queen absolutely. is there. Absolutely. And we know on the chessboard, the queen is the most right. powerful piece. Yep. I'm just gonna leave it at that. That's right. Number four. Yeah. Confidence is all about acting. Confidence is all about acting. BS. Okay. It's either you are or you aren't. And people can, if if <clears throat> if you're up against the right person, they can see when you're not confident. They can see it. What about when you're early stage, try, you have a vision, that you have a goal. fake it till you make it. What do, you think about, what do you think about that? The fake it till you make early it. Early stage, you, you know, you, you're just bootstrapping. You're trying to get Listen, yourself up. If you're going to, if, if you got to go through that phase, it's all game phase. Mm-hmm. And you can't let anybody see through it. You know, right. but again, like I said, if you, if you run into the wrong person, <laughs> they're going to break you down. Or the right person. Right. Or the right person. Yeah, they're going to break it down. All right. Number five. Mm-hmm. The NBA is more exciting than the WNBA. Hmm. That's a difficult one, and I know I said I was gonna stay on my yes or BS. It's okay. I'm just the, the, you. yeah. The NBA is more exciting. It is. It's more exciting. I think, I think it is. 
And I'm sad to say that. Well, I'm, I mean, kind of going back to our question from before, right. I mean, women may be better than men in yeah. business, but they're not better than them in athleticism. No. Men are just more athletic. Yeah. And so you see and LeBron I just James love, yeah. running down the middle of the court and, and, and just power drive. and just put the ball yeah. all the way behind his head and just dunk on somebody and then look at him. It's crazy. But you we th- can learn, you know, and I think I think, you know, the males learn from from the females, you know, mm-hmm. in certain spaces. But it's just it is more exciting. Number six. Mm-hmm. An entrepreneur mm-hmm. needs to know everything about the business he or she is in. Not necessarily. Okay, talk about it. Um, I, I I'm a firm believer in hiring up in spaces where you're a little uncertain, because the entrepreneur, you know, the CEO is the leader, the director. We come with the game plan. We make the blueprint. Right. We need everybody else to follow through. Right. You know, we can't do it all. I agree. So, number seven. Mm-hmm. Business is never personal. Not true. BS. BS. Okay. We'll just leave it there. Mm-hmm. Number eight. Shaniki allowed discourages young women from becoming teenage moms. BS. Mm. Speak on it. Um, I like that. I like that. I really I like that. I don't discourage them. I like that. Because it's going to be what it's going to be. There you go. I love it. I love it. Number nine. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I got to put my radio voice back on. <laughs> Number nine. Number nine. Western medicine is better than Eastern medicine. Mm. <sighs> Damn. That's a hard one. <clears throat> I've asked this question a couple of other times <laughs> on my shows. It's interesting the answers that I get. <laughs> it depends on the capacity. Like, that's a hard question. Most people and I and I, I'll tell you what most people say, and I agree with it. That you need both. There you is no do. better. You need both because if you have an asthma attack, that Chinese tea not going to help yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know and I'm so about you know Kanku. You know, I'm so yeah. about you know the Japanese proverbs and things like that. But yeah, you need a little bit of both. You yeah. have to. Number ten, courage is more important than intelligence in business. Hmm. <laughs> um. Yes. Okay. Number 11. Anyone can be an entrepreneur. BS. <laughs> Don't do it. Not everybody is meant to be an entrepreneur. Agreed. Yeah. And the last one, number 12. Yep. The Warriors will sweep the Cavs in the 2018 NBA Finals. They did. No, but no, they didn't. So um, that's BS. Uh, the mm. Warriors, I, I could talk about, you know, this over and over um the warriors have such a a fighting team and they play together they do they love each other a real team and even you know with kd coming in you could see how they embraced him right yes there was no jealousy there was yeah. no infighting they look embraced at clay thompson yeah you yeah. know, still yeah. comes off the bench, does what he does. Yeah. Like, what am I be jealous for? I'm here. I'm a playmaker. And the thing is, it's not like Katie went there and they won the championship and he happened to be on the team. Like, right. if you watch that finals, like, he was a boss that whole yeah. finals. Oh, yeah. I mean, critical yeah. play after critical play. They wouldn't, oh, have, they yeah. wouldn't have beat the Cavaliers without no. him. No, couldn't have did it without Katie. Because every time they made a run, he hit some crazy shot. Or, crazy. You know, ran to the basket. He is an amazing athlete. Yeah. You know, but you still didn't ask my question. Are they going to sweep Cavaliers next year? Uh, Everybody yeah. thinks they're going back. Yeah, and you know what? I'm, I don't. I don't even like talking about them going back because I'm ready to see an <laughs> underdog just come through. It's and, not going to happen, but I'm still going to enjoy the season like yeah. I like I normally would. But I think we yeah. all know the inevitable. I'm excited about so many other people though. <laughs> like I just want to see John Wall do something crazy. Mm. I want to see, you know, look at damn, it, unfortunately for Isaiah Thomas, you know, losing uh, what, what, his sister yeah, in yeah. the middle of playoffs. Is, yeah, it's rough. That was that was that was hard. It's rough and you got I I just want to see some underdogs just I want to see James Harden back in the playoffs. I want to see. Someone. He was in the playoffs last year. Yeah, I just they I, went to the they went to the. I know, uh, but the I, second I'm round? just I'm just yeah. tired of the, of the same. 
Same guys. I feel you. But this, I mean, but this, this playoffs was crazy. <laughs> I loved the talk. I loved the passion. I loved it. It was, it was. Great. I was, I was listening to another podcast uh, <laughs> early today. And they were like, it's going to be LeBron versus whatever team makes it, right? Because even if he yeah. leaves the Cavaliers, yeah. you know whatever team he goes That's on, he's just gonna, it. <laughs> he's I mean, there. you know, uh, and you know, I'm, I, I, I love to hear LeBron talk. You know, I'm, I'm excited to see if he could really get into a team, ownership, super teams, like, you know, just looking at his, his other best friends, you know, Chris Paul, Carmelo, D-Wade. Yeah. Those yeah, guys, man. It'd be interesting. He and he's definitely a, a mover and shaker and, mm-hmm. and a and a player who acts like a, a GM. Yeah. So yeah, he's absolutely. he's got a lot of uh he's got a lot of influence. Yep. So uh, I'm excited about that actually. I'd love to see him as an owner. But you do think they're gonna win next year. <sighs> the Warriors. Sixteen and yeah. yeah. Uh, Go through the playoffs. No, they're not gonna do a sweep. All right. Okay. No, no, they're not gonna do a sweep. All right. Well that concludes that. <laughs> this has been a great conversation. Absolutely, um, very I, real. I enjoyed myself. Um, I, I like when I get to be candid. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's hey. What's the title of this podcast? <laughs> the Truth Prescription. Yes. That's what it's all about. I like. I like that. I like that. I wish there was a lot more. Yes. Well, we're going. I'm. I'm going to keep doing this show for sure. And I, I enjoy it. I, you know, just listening to some of the individuals before me, just. Just the realness behind it. I like yeah. that. I like I, authenticity. I Thank like you. that. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Well, listen, in my life, it's been a, a godsend. You know, it was when I stopped ignoring everything and actually paid attention to what, what was actually happening. Yeah. Is when I was able to make the best decisions for me. So it's important. Very important. Yeah. I want to interview you. Hey, listen, all good. I've got a story to tell for sure. I wrote yeah. a book about it. I don't know if I'm going to release it, though, but I wrote a book about it. But anyway. When that time comes. <laughs> Shanika, tell the people how they can find you. You talked about it. You had a blog uh, yes. on Twitter. Tell, tell them how they can do, One of my can newest ventures is blogging again. Right. I, I, I said I had to get back into it. Yeah, because you had like Shanikia.loud.me, but that page is no yeah, longer up. Nope, so no where are you at now? Up. Where you at now? I'm at shinebyshanikia.com. Okay. Um, I'm talking about everything from entrepreneurship to, you know, teenage pregnancy okay. to love. Okay. Um, on Twitter, I'm Shanikia Loud. Okay. Uh, on Instagram, it's private, but Shine by Shanikia uh, on Instagram. You okay. know, you could get a dose of me there. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the, go to the blog. The blog is is really you know going in a different direction, um, reaching the youth and just yeah. being doing what you're doing, yeah. being real. Yeah, it's that time. Who are you telling? Yeah, <laughs> it's that time. All right, Shanika. Well, thank you so thank much. You, this Dr. is beautiful. Thank you, inviting me to your, uh, your beautiful <laughs> offices up in, up in Harlem. We're so happy to have you. And um, I'm going to sign off. Yes. Uh, as I always say, the truth will set you free. Amen. If you let it.